listener production. Just speak. Shut up. Coming up on the Ben and Harry podcast. Everyone would know MJ now, the producer. <laughs> yeah. Well, MJ's on holidays, so yeah. must be nice, but... Um, <laughs> hand on heart, I, I didn't know my decision until after the season, so it was difficult to you know, hear people thinking they already know your decision. You were the Grinch for about a week before it was official in Italy. <laughs> really? No, you should have seen him. He was sulking around. You were <laughs> being the Grinch. Yeah, there's an element of, of me that it's very excited to pawn the red and black officially as a player, not just as a supporter as a kid. My dog, Bunny, he's recently blown up on TikTok. Oh. Hey, what do I look up? Ugly, good, or whatever you <laughs> oh, oh, come on, mate. Yeah, is... <laughs> car park's very good. I'm not going to lie. It's tongue-in-cheek, but it is nice to have a car park. <laughs> Let's get stuck into it. The emerging stars are still yet to meet on an AFL field. So Ben's Ben and Harry. Hmm. Or Harry's Harry and Ben. Do you want to start with a riddle? Is that how we normally... Do you feel well, comfortable? A riddle, Just off the top, so everyone would know MJ now, the producer. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we've got Zoe filling yeah, in for MJ because MJ's on holidays. Yeah. So. Must be nice, but um, <laughs> no, he, he just well rich. deserved. It's well deserved. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a joke, because I'm on holidays as well. Um, yeah, but Zoe has already prepared all the riddles, so she we has done well. To, yeah, yeah. Oh look, I, I missed start. I missed one show mid year and I copped it. But MJ, yeah. the amount of preparation that I'm seeing on the sheet in front of me, I would be sweating. Yeah, if I was currently in Vietnam on my honeymoon, we're going to get to all the news and all the all the European stuff shortly. But what has many keys but can't open a single lock? Piano? Yes. Bang. We're away. Go start. This is for the win. What can you hold in your left hand but not in your right? Your left hand. Bang. We've already done that one though. No, we haven't. Yes, we no, have. This, here's says your right elbow. So wow, same thing. We did, you said that one to me yeah, and I nailed it. it for a hundred bucks. Remember that? I think it's true. Nah. So I can we scrap that. All right, this is this, this is, is the, the this is the winner. Tie break. What goes up and down but doesn't move? Mood? Oh, that's not bad. I'm not actually that. Yeah. It says staircase, but... Oh, I'm moods, moods better. Moods nice and outside the box. Yeah. That's sharp. BH. Oh, off to a fly. Come back in good form, hey? Yeah. <laughs> Come back. Italy's done Bouncing. well. So the elephant in the room. And it's been an elephant in the room all year. And Ben, you haven't been able to talk about it a whole lot. Yeah. yeah you've, been, you've been reserved. But I understand why, because it's a very awkward process. So you are, of course, an Essendon player now. I am. As we're sitting here. In the red and black, mate. Very it's, um, exciting. It is exciting, yeah. It's It's been a, a crazy sort of period the last, I don't know, four, five, six months of as it sort of started and progressed. So, yeah, it'd be nice to sort of chat about it a little bit and um, mm. yeah, open up on the whole situation. I'm fascinated by the process because having known you and, and, and chatted to you off air, it did seem genuinely like you hadn't made a decision until, well, I, I hadn't seen you when you made the decision, yep. but... Is that real? Is that something that was really playing on your mind all year? Was you, were you going back and forth from different camps? Yeah, absolutely. I think it, probably the process starts probably this time last year, like 12 months in advance when, you know, the opportunity of free agency opens up and it's a good, it really is a good thing because you get the opportunity to, you know, weigh up whether you want a fresh start at a new club or obviously re-sign at your current one. So once that was sort of front of mind, I was aware of it, but made a very strong point mentally that that wasn't necessarily important. Playing footy and performing well was number one. And I'm proud of myself and how I carried myself through that year. It was sort of a bit of a juggling act between 
performing and playing and, you know, doing everything normal, but also this sort of elephant in your head that you've got to make a decision. You've got to weigh up, you know, what you want out of the next sort of phase of your footy career. So um, it was it was difficult to weigh up such a big decision in your life. But I made it pretty clear with my manager that I didn't want to sort of deal with any of the other stuff. I wanted to just play footy and he'd contact me when he needed to. And um, I suppose for people out there, your manager contacts uh, list managers and people from other clubs as his job. Mm. Um, but I don't really sort of hear many of those conversations too much. I was very clear on wanting to play footy and contribute as much as possible. So um, that was probably the first establishment of, yep, I, we, we know this thing's here, but the first point of call was always to play footy because whether you stay or go, your performance is, is king. So Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a very normal thing to do. I was, remember I was similar in terms of when you're coming into a contract year or, or whatnot, you don't really want to, you don't want that as a focus. You want to always play footy first, as you said. Was it, when did it start, do you reckon, becoming more and more front of mind, like probably mm. second half of the year or? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say about halfway point. And because it was so public as well, um, not that it didn't affect me necessarily, but you're certainly aware of the situation and people talking and, it was sort of hard because people were saying in the media, oh, you're leaving. But hand on heart, I, I didn't know my decision until after the season. So it was difficult to you know, hear people thinking they already know your decision. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and so I'd say it was probably about halfway when it became real. Yeah. Yeah. And it's impossible to block out because you'd have yeah, you know, people on the street come up to you. I mean, I used to always get it. It'd be like, oh, come to whatever it was. You should yeah. go there, stay here. So it's like, it's never, you can't avoid it. Yeah. No. So then it probably would have really ramped up once the season finished then. And obviously, I know, speaking to you a little bit yeah. through that time, that's when, um, and I can, to back up Ben's point, I remember multiple times, like since the season finished, like speaking in depth about it and had generally hand and heart again, hadn't decided what he was going to do yet. So it was very much until, yeah, post-season, a few weeks before yeah. it really made, come well, to a decision, it, I guess. it sort of got to a stage where my manager had to say, we've got to rip, this band-aid off to a degree because both options are still viable and if you do go down the path of leaving, we have to establish some sort of relationship or stance with these clubs. So if you leave it till end of the year, you sort of miss that period of getting to know each other or, you know, robs them of doing their whole process. So mm. I was probably reluctant to start that process until as late as possible. But yeah, probably the last couple of rounds of the year, we sort of had to start, you know, meeting some people and yeah. beginning that process without knowing, as I said, what way it was going to go. And yeah, honestly, hand on heart wasn't until yeah, the end of the season where I started to, yeah, it was pretty personal, but like I had a whole book of all my thoughts and every decision possible and nutted it out so in-depthly. I'm proud of myself and how I carried that. Like nice. I had my time again, I wouldn't have done anything differently. It wasn't something I took lightly. Um, me was, and Taylor. He was even weighing up like the the tolls and the e tag. It's gonna be more. <laughs> Are you serious? Was that part That's not no, even a joke. I don't think so. Oh, I'm, <laughs> you I sure was. Like that. um, I like that. Hundred bucks this week at tolls. Yeah. But, oh, your um, car park. <laughs> that is true. I'm happy. <laughs> that was your number park. one factor. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a parking list. Yeah. <laughs> All um, traffic related. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there'd be times where Taylor and I would sit and write down our thoughts and what we were thinking and yeah after speaking to people, how that went and making sure we jotted it down and mum and dad and Harry and everyone was involved. And mm. um, as I said, I'm really proud of how I carried myself through that and made sure that nothing was going to distract me from playing footy. And then, yeah, obviously it's the reality is you have to make a decision. And that was really hard. Like I know we speak about mental health and stuff, but that was, yeah, it was pretty tough. We were in brutal. Brutal. So it came down, obviously, North Melbourne and Essendon. 
But it was ultimately about four or five clubs, from what I understand, that yeah. you could have picked from. So I think, for people to understand, there's probably two decisions in the whole process. The first one was, do I need a fresh start? Do I need to change clubs, change environment? And as I said, it's your next six, seven, eight years of your football career. Where mm-hmm. can I get the best out of myself? And once that decision was made that I need a fresh start, that was one decision. And then the next part was, whereabouts is this place? Yeah. That, will suit me best. And those two decisions were equally as hard as I've ever, you know, made a decision on. Yeah. There'll always be a part of my heart that loves North Melbourne and Clark, I was great through the whole process. He said that, mate, it's a big decision. It's what you need, what the club needs. It's a business. It's fine. Like, you go do what you need to do. The club will do what they need to do. There's no hard feelings. He was great the whole time. So was Brady. Um, But yeah. So that list of like priorities of what you want from a club. I think a lot of people would be surprised as to where, I don't know if you want to speak on this, but where financial actually lands on that list. Like speaking to you and even going through it like in the past, obviously you want to set yourself up and get paid um, to help your family and everything. But there's a lot of, there's probably three or four things that come before that. And I don't think 100%. that necessarily gets yep. enough airtime because yeah. really at the end of the day, like, you want to be playing at a place where, as you said, you feel loved, you feel like success is around the corner, you want a really strong environment and standards, whatever it is. So there's, there's probably a few things that come before that um, decision. And I remember, I'm going to speak out of the blue for you, but if you went down a purely financial decision, it would be at a different place. But because you weighed through those four or five things that were really important to you, yep, that's how you landed on a sin. Yeah. You yep. want to explain that a bit more? Yeah, completely agree. So, you know, probably professionalism and, and standards and success – you know, they were the main two things probably. Um, as an athlete, I like to get the best out of myself and challenge myself and obviously want to be a part of winning winning teams um, and winning cultures. So, and that again, that's not to say North isn't, um, but the time that I had to make the decision, I felt like those two were priorities. And then, yeah, well, the demographic of isn't Essendon's list compared to North. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's just different. Like, it comes with time and the system. And that's, yeah. yeah. That's when you go to a list that's more established and mature. You just get that naturally. That's right. And I hate it when people say, oh, Ben's having a dig at North. It's like, no, it's they're on two completely different paths. And it's it's we're so bad as an industry of comparing clubs too much. Yeah. Everyone's on a different journey. I wouldn't change a thing at North, but there's no secret I won eight games and I think it was 61 appearances with North. Um, and that plays in my mind for sure. Like we're competitive athletes that want to um, play in winning games. So um, that, that sort of stuff plays a part in it for sure. Yeah, Because, yeah. yeah, you were there for... A very, very tough period in North Melbourne's history and, yep. and you were there for all of it. But as you said, you have a soft spot for the club and you always will. Knowing they were going to get pick three, yep. was that always of your understanding that they were going to be well compensated? And that, did that make it easier knowing um, that they were going to get, it was a win-win situation? Yeah, I think deep down, because I have so much respect for the place, of course, yeah. like both parties were able to benefit in some way, shape or form. So that makes me um, a lot easier or sleep easier, I suppose, if you want to go down that path. But at the end of the day, the, the compensation I had nothing to do with or my manager, it was purely between the AFL and North yeah. Melbourne. Um, once Essendon sent through their offer, um, the AFL and North were oops, able to you know, weigh it up and then um, spit out a, a number. And, and North were very clear. They said to us and um, to everyone that unless it was pick three, it'll be matched. So... You know, pick three is is great for the club. So um, I can understand from their point of view why they were chasing that to a degree. And, um, you know, I would one hold a grudge for that at all. 
once you decided that was SNN, like how did it play out probably for the next couple of weeks? Was that decision would have been a bit of a relief? Um, um, I mean, yes and no. I think you always knew if you were to go down that path, then the number two decision was always lingering. So that was probably the hardest part of it, I reckon, because you'd, you'd done the first part, but also had the second part to, to deal with, um, which was, yeah, to be honest, it was really overwhelming. Um, mm. I was speaking, you know, with certain people from certain clubs, you know, players, coaches, CEOs, like it was full on. And they, they were just doing their best to reach out and offer their hand um, in my decision making. But that became quite overwhelming speaking with so many people. And it was also sort of a humbling experience speaking with some really well-admired and respected people around certain clubs yeah. um, that I respected. It was, yeah, it was also a, a cool moment to, you know, always realize that, yeah, I'm in a really fortunate position to be wanted and have some clubs interested in my services. So um, I think you mentioned it before, Harry, but Essendon's, um, you know, where they were last year and how they, um, f- you know, finished the year obviously was a little bit of a disappointment, but they were so good for the most majority of the year and the, the list they're building and the coaches they've got there, you know, and, and how Brad wants to turn it into a world-class training program, um, football program, something that really resonates with me. So that was probably... One of the main reasons, the professionalism of the players and what they're trying to achieve, and also the maturity of the players they got there, Mason Redmond and Zach Merritt and Jordan Ridley, Andy McGrath, and those sort of guys that are similar my age, and playing six, seven years with them, especially down back, it was another key point in why I sort of chose Essendon. So, and those two really aligned with what I wanted out of my career. So, those are probably the two main things, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So I imagine Brad Scott would have featured pretty prominently yeah. on your list of uh, of reasons for wanting yeah, to Yeah, he did. I had Brad for, I think it was three or four years. I didn't play a lot of footy under Brad because um, I was young. I only yeah. played three or four games, but he was very impressive in how he pitched and, um, you know, having a little bit of a relationship with him um, made it a little bit easier and we connected really well. And I think he's, what he's trying to do at Essen is really impressive and he knows what he wants, knows what he needs and is going after it. Um, it's very clear in how he pitched. So, yeah, I'm very excited to work under Brad again. So of course, of course, you were growing up as Bombers supporters. Yeah. Um, I, I, footy players aren't nuffies these days. You de- as we've discussed, you detach your. That is the old like. That's a big myth, I reckon, in industry. Yeah. Where it's like, it might be a soft spot, but it's like, I don't think it's a huge part of no. like, a decision maker. Or, um, yeah, it's a bit more deeper. It's a bit, yeah, it's deeper <laughs> than that usually. But yeah. I reckon the cool thing you can speak to it is, um, yeah, like I'm maybe just speaking to mum and like our, our grandpa. So. Our grandpa was very Essendon, still has been the whole way. And um, obviously when we got drafted to Carlton and North Melbourne, he started watching a bit more of those games. But he'd always he'd always say, you know, how's Essendon going? And he'd nearly speak to us as if we were Essendon fans still. <laughs> That's so, so funny. So he'd be today. like, we'd, we'd have lunch with him or something. He'd be like, yeah, you know, good game on the weekend. And I thought he was talking about the Carlton game. Like, yeah, it wasn't too bad. And then he's like, yeah, Essendon won by 30 points or something. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about the Essendon game. That's but, so funny. Um, I think he was pretty happy when um, when Ben chose Essendon, as a lot of the family probably were. Oh, yeah. you, you must be happy with how the Bombers are going. I couldn't care <laughs> yeah. less about how the Bombers are going. It is cool. I mean, it wasn't the be-all and end-all decision-making part of it. But yeah. Um, yeah, there's been times where I'm like, this is pretty cool that you get to play for your childhood club. And mm. I think I said when I did an interview with their or the Essendon media guys that there's an element of me that, yeah, is excited to sort of feel you know, those feelings again as an Essendon person or player or supporter. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. It's, yeah, the family are obviously excited as well because on mum and dad's side, there's a lot of Essendon supporters and um, 
Yeah, it'd be cool to, to represent them, I suppose. And Yeah, um, and Essendon family, because it's different. It's yeah. like the Dacosses and the Moors. And when you get that generational sort of yeah. feeling within a club, it's yeah. it, it means a lot. Yeah, I think it, it'd be hard to feel exactly what you felt like as a supporter growing up to yeah. now because it's so much more than than that. But um, yeah, there's an element of, of me that it's very excited to pour in the red and black officially as a player, not just a supporter as a kid. Yeah, and being able to play at the MCG more often. Yeah, that's true. That's Anzac Day. Yeah, I've seen yeah. before. Some of the massive games, Anzac Day, Dreamtime, Dream even our game, game, country game, our game. King's birthday. King's birthday. Even Eve. the Essendon Hawthorne rivalries always draw a big crowd. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, that's another point that it was maybe down the list of the aspects of Essendon um, and to why to go there, but... Yeah, when people start speaking at Anzac Day and those sort of games, it's like, wow, that we're we're privileged as a club to be a part of those games. And mm. um, speaking to a few of the boys, it's, yeah, it, the adrenaline is very, very high in those yeah. games and it's a privilege to be a part of. And now yeah. your first meeting against each other is going to be, and oh, this is no knock on North Melbourne, of course, but it's going to be a game that's likely to be in front of 90,000 plus now, given the context of the season and when it falls. Yeah. That must be pretty exciting. Have you thought about that yet? Um, yeah, a little bit, but not not massively. It's pretty cool, though. I think to be out there. I mean, well, we've got six or seven years to get it done. Hopefully, one. So <laughs> hopefully, one. God, um, <laughs> I wouldn't even bother thinking about it because it probably won't even happen. Well, I said to someone the other day, it's Harry's turn to not play because I've had the last. I've been there, so. mate. I'm always there. <laughs> not the mate, first two or three. <laughs> I'll be there. We'll see how we go. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, that's it's a cool little. Um, yeah, if it does happen, it'll be. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Big what are they? Probably. Is that a Saturday night or Sunday night? Or Sunday night. Is it? Yeah. Big Carlton home game this year as well. So, big one. I like this because Zoe has, as we said before, put such a comprehensive list of questions in front of us. Being Don supporters growing up, obviously, if you've severed your nuffy ties a bit, but do you have <laughs> favourite players? Because you're both Bomber supporters. Favourite moments? What springs to mind? I actually remember favourite moment was it wasn't even at the. We went at the Grand. Um, we were in Long Worry where we originally grew up and we are watching Anzac Day and it was just, I think it was Ben, Mum and I we were just watching, I don't know where Dad was, but um, it was the one where uh, Zaharakis kicked that winning goal on Anzac Day. Oh, nine. And yeah. I remember watching it on TV yep. and it was just, it was a crazy finish. Yeah. And it was a really cool moment. As an Essence supporter, that one was yep. a good memory, I reckon. Yeah, I'd agree. I think favourite player, Dustin Fletcher, Matthew Lloyd, James Hurd, those sort of guys. Real throwback. Yeah. Um, yeah, then maybe as we were getting a bit older, like, I don't know, like, no, Carlisle and Danaher and those sort of keepers in players as we grew a bit, we probably followed it a little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Because, yeah, speaking of star for success, it's it's famous now. It's now over 7,000 days since Essendon's won a crazy, final. isn't it? It is. It's a, one of the craziest. What, what year is that? When did they win it? 04, I think it was. Really? I think they beat Melbourne. And that is that a carrot for you being being able to have the opportunity to be part of like a generational team that yep. can bring success like Harry's done with Carlton. Well, they didn't win it, mate. But. No, but like being able to bring a bit of that. <laughs> no, of course, that, of course. I mean, you look at Richmond and was it 2017, like the cult that they got yeah. when they sort of turned it around. Um, I, I feel like Essendon would be that and more. Um, and also that there's three clubs on 16 flags now. Yeah. And if obviously if Essendon were to, to go on and get 17 plus, that'd be pretty cool to be a part of. Yeah. Like, that'd be amazing, like a history making um, number but yeah it's a long time um, it's not something that in my time so far floating in the club that they mention or anything but um, mm. I'm sure there's something in the back of their mind that they're aware of that um, 
it's ticking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think with, and you'll learn to appreciate it with like being a part of a big club. You realize how, one, how like there's, there'll be Essendon fans everywhere, and there's there's just been a massive club like that. There's always um, those yeah. supporters around, but then you realize how how deep the history is and how important it is to so many people. And being if you're part of that that group that is the next like successful group at Essendon mm-hmm. or a big big club, um, yeah, it'll be a real game changer. So I think you'll as you get to play a bit more footy with them, you'll realize the importance of what that next that next team that gets it done will be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's really exciting. Because yeah. we saw it with Carlton this year, just this undercurrent of supporters that suddenly yeah. appeared. Yeah. And I feel like there's way more Essendon supporters out there than we realize. Oh, of course. Yeah. They're out no, there. That's, <laughs> They're that's exciting. I think if you were to unlock that and, and turn things around and, um, you know, keep trending up like they did this year and, and um, going forward, you'll see a lot more Essendon supporters coming out and showing their support, which is what, as players, we love. So. Mm. Um, it's exciting. For anyone that's had a, you know, like a fresh start, moved to a new city or just changed careers yeah. or something, it's, it must be exciting. To it's be able exciting, to just... but it's all, it was also pretty tough, mate. Like when it all went down, like I remember that day where I had to speak to the clubs that um, I wasn't going to. I had to speak to North. I had to ring Brad and say I'm joining the Bombers, which was great. But that day was so overwhelming. I was, I, you know, I wasn't... Um, expecting it to be as tough as what it was just the whole day like really? the whole process of this is it like this is it's happening it's been 12 months in the making almost and this is the day that it um sort of got released and broken and mm. um i told people the decision it was a decision that made yeah lots of um sleepless nights and and lots of thoughts but it was very tough to make that decision but then every day that went past you're like yep this is this is the decision and this is why i made it and then it got easier and easier and easier and it's probably good being away in Europe um, because it was sort of an unofficial decision, like two weeks before the official release, and then mm. it sort of got announced two weeks later. So we were over in Europe, and um, that wasn't as sort of emotional as like the first day when I, f- I made that decision. Um, that was a very tough day and quite emotional yep. day. Um, and saying that you were the Grinch for about a week before it was official in Italy. <laughs> really? No, you should have seen him. He was. How yeah. was that? Well, you were sulking around. You were huh? being the Grinch, and then all of a sudden. The day that it got done, he was he spoke to me, which was nice. Oh, for the yeah. first please, time. please. He had a smile on his face. Weight off the shoulders. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was nice. It was sort of nice to be out of Melbourne when it happened. Yeah, it would have been. How is the commute and the car park? Are you happy? Car park's very good, I'm not gonna lie. It's uh, tongue in cheek, but it is nice <laughs> to have a car park. <laughs> we should quickly talk about Europe because Obviously, your sister's wedding it must have been a great couple of weeks. Yeah, so we did Rome to start, which was really cool. Like, good mix between, you know, doing the touristy kind of ancient um, history stuff and then some nice, nice restaurants and some cool things to see at night. So I actually really enjoyed Rome. I don't know what you thought, Ben, but I reckon Rome was cool. Yeah, well, was yeah. Ben Grinching during that? He, that was, he was Grinch. That was so Grinch what Ben doesn't era. get is like, he's very stubborn in his way. So <laughs> if, here we go. When you're in a different country, a different culture, like, a big part of travel is just kind of embracing that culture, yeah. kind of really trying to... How wouldn't I embrace the culture? Well, one example was over there, Will, so just be careful because you know the mail I got on you, mate, so just whatever. I heard a whisper. <laughs> Made him. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, he, he came good, but at the he start he good. was a bit grinchy. So. When did he come good? Um, Pre-wedding, surely? The wedding was... 
about a week in. So maybe that was a good night. Maybe he was starting to. Yeah, he might have loosened up a fraction before then. But <laughs> yeah. speaking yeah. of loose, <laughs> what? No, everyone had it. Was the wedding was? Yeah, it was a great night. One first the twenty um, memories or to <laughs> to be part of like when your close family gets married. Like oh it's yeah, probably it's a different ball game compared yeah, to like cool. a mate. So it was um yeah it was a bit more like emotional and probably full on than what what I was predicting. First time I saw Harry cry. Really? Yeah. Well, wow. I said I had a couple of things in my contact lenses as yeah as the ceremony happened. Dusty. But, yeah, there was a bit of dust that kicked up. Um. But no, it was, yeah, as I said, it was very quite emotional time. And it was beautiful. It was a beautiful ceremony. And to see Hannah, our sister, and be part of yeah, the, the best day of her life and a really important milestone was, um, yeah, it was really beautiful. So they did it really well. Did it well. It was like an afternoon start. Um, it was beautiful. a beautiful afternoon. And some of that was nice. And where did you guys go after that? Did you then split up? Yeah, Not so we did quite. So we went. So the wedding was in Calgary, which is like the city of Sardinia, and then yep. we went. And Sardinia is just for the people. It was like a separate island, yep. about an hour's flight from Rome, compared. So very to the main island. So it's it's the big quite, one off the boot. It's like the ball that Italy's kicking, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yep. Pretty much like down south a little bit. Yeah. Yep. That's right. So then we went to like a villa, which were closer to the beaches, about I don't know, an hour drive out of where we were staying previously for, I don't know, four or five nights again. And then from there, everyone went their separate ways. So our auntie left a bit earlier. Charlie left a couple of days earlier. Um, and then Harry and I and Taylor, mum and dad, um, went back to Rome together. And then we went our separate ways. But that, the villa was nice. I had a pool and, I don't know, 10 minute, 15 minute drive from all the beaches. So um, yeah, it was cool to see the Sardinia was very like authentic Italian. Yeah. And then it was good to do either side a little bit of that, a bit more of the touristy place. So after... Sardinia, we went to um, Positano on the Malfi Coast, oh. and that's beautiful. Have you been, Will? I haven't been to Italy, but I've, right. I've seen so much content. you got to go. You just have Italy. to see it. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's magical. It was a really cool few weeks, and even traveling with your family when you haven't, as adults, I reckon it's a different ball game as yeah. well. Like, obviously, you travel yeah. when you're kids, and it's you know a bit of a nightmare, I'm sure, for mum and dad as well, but to have that experience where everyone's you know an adult and... Um, I feel like we all traveled pretty well together, if that makes sense. I reckon sometimes yeah, we you can have, you know, if you have different ways of traveling, it can kind of cause a bit of friction, I reckon. But we um, we all, yeah, it was all really harmonious and um, really peaceful. So I think it was, yeah, we did it really well. And it was nice to nice to travel internationally with the family for the first yeah. time. Yeah, it is rare that you get to do that. Yeah. Even with the Grinch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Try and flip the nickname on me. You've been the Grinch the whole time. That's why I was filthy that you actually called me the Grinch because anyone that knows us both. Well, because I was angry that someone almost ran over me. Yeah, that's such a Grinch thing. the culture, mate. Just accept it. Yeah, get run over. Yeah. the culture. That's right. Um, and now what's your next few weeks look like? Because, well, we've got a couple of weeks left in November. Most yep. clubs get back, what, start of December? Is that when yeah, the first, so first four we, years get back? Yeah, so Essendon are back. The young boys are back on the 13th, so Monday. And then the older boys are back on the twenty seventh. So this, I think, there's a decent crew over in Arizona in oh, a really? training camp. Um, it was like self funded, and a few of the boys organised it. And then, are you doing that? Nah, no, nah, not over. You joined there. too late. Too. Yeah, I had a um, bit going on with my knee and stuff, so just yeah, at right. the club working through that, which is all going well. Um, but yeah, there's I don't know fifteen or twenty players over there, which is which is cool. Um, but then the older boys are back on the twenty seventh, and then we've got a three week training block, and then we break for Christmas. A bit earlier, I think it's the fifteenth. We're um we're back officially. I think the fourth of December. So yeah, we, um, yeah, a week after us. And then the younger boys might be a week before that. But yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit of a different ball game for us because usually 
having not made finals before, you're back. Um, one, you get a longer break, but then you're back earlier. Yeah. But it's um, yeah, it's cool to have it this way around. And even saying to a few people that playing for an extra month, so you're training and playing for an extra three or four weeks compared to usual, found that like the drop off now that we're back into training isn't as greater. So like, um, right. Yeah. Kind of picked up where we left off. I know personally that's what from speaking for me, but yeah, it's, it's been a nice integration back into training and weights. So yeah, looking forward to getting back to the club soon. It probably gets to that stage, I reckon now where you nearly miss the daily routine yeah. of seeing everyone and the the rigidness of the schedule. Like you actually really like that as a player. Yeah. So the first few weeks are nice to kind of do your own thing, but then you um yeah, you miss the the day to day at the club. So um, Yeah, you just get a bit bored. You got that point in the Probably break now? It's close because yeah. I'm pretty big on Ben's the same. Like, still having a pretty set out like schedule while you're in the off season, so you're planned and you know when you're going to train and everything. But yeah, it gets to a stage where yeah, doing off season running isn't that fun anymore, and you're pretty yeah. keen to get back and do skills with everyone. And and um, you sort of float into the club every now and then anyway, so you're sort of ready to do that full time again. And yeah, yeah running by yourself sucks. So. <laughs> We better do winners and losers because it's the yeah it's the most famous and favourite um, topic and, and segment. Uh, segment. Thank you. <laughs> I'm starting to lose my mind. <laughs> Zoe, have you got the sting? Ben and Harry's. I'm so excited for this. Winners. Birds often think I'm a treat. And <laughs> losers. I hate cheese. Oh my god. Right, twinners and losers. Well, so it's a bit of a twin. It's probably just more I wanted to say it as well. But um, so my dog Bunny, yeah, you know, Bunny. you got a dog, yeah. Harry's dog Bunny, yeah, yeah. Um, he's recently blown up on TikTok. Oh. Is that right? Yeah. I missed this. So, I I take him to a, a groomer. Um, hang, on, what do I look up while you're telling the story? Uh, look up ugly groomer. Oh, oh, ugly. Come on, man. That is <laughs> that's the cheapest shot today. Oh, <laughs> Tyler get me with a couple of cheapies. So. I won't hear a bad word about Bunny. Type in Elizabeth groomer maybe on TikTok. Yeah. I'm going to find it for you if you can't get it, but um, have a look. But, yes, yeah, so I'll take her. She's lovely. Um, and, yeah, she does the grooming and whatever. And um, she sometimes takes photos for her social media and stuff to yeah. help her business grow. Oh, my God, a fan bunny. Yeah. and like, 14 mil? He's got like 15 mil. Yeah, he's just gone worldwide. Bunny gets his first haircut. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wasn't his <laughs> first, so funny. It's so hard not nah, to laugh. she's just added a bit of mayo to it. No, it was his first proper shave. He actually full on got shaved. He was short. <laughs> oh my god, he's got a little bandana. He's like a drowned rat when he's wet. He looks so much thinner when he's wet. Yeah. <laughs> His legs are very skinny. Oh. Two and a half million likes. Yeah. Bunny's gone full viral. Yeah. Not happy that he's he's gone a bit he's a bit full of himself now. He's got a bit of a big head. <laughs> ego? Yeah, so I need a humble Some him. His a owner. <laughs> Jeez, um he's gotten bigger. Yeah. Has he though? That's what usually I'm happens. Yeah. <laughs> he's grown. Since we had him in here, he was about the size of this cup. It's both for the oh, end. Bunny. It's pretty funny when you see him at the end. I encourage everyone to go on Elizabeth Groomer and you'll find Bunny. Yeah. Bye, Bunny. <laughs> oh, the little head funny. tilt. In a, oh, that's a, what a great winner <laughs> yeah. to kick us yeah, off. Thanks, I was wondering why you were so enthusiastic. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, a bit, that's the twinner of the year. Yeah. That's a big been in good form today. I yeah, yeah, you're bat. flying. You're flying. And then so, my loser is hay fever. <laughs> oh, good one. We already spoke no, that last time. Our last episode, what? we were... Eight weeks ago. Yeah. It wasn't eight weeks. It was so, four weeks, five weeks. Loser of the week. As we're sitting here recording, I think we had our worst week 
there's a thunderstorm. It's been shocking the other day. Right, right today, as we're sitting in here, I think there's yep. it's kicking up right now. So yep. stay careful out there. What yep. do you do to prevent it? Well, I actually went to the chemist today, and because usually the old myth is you just take the antihistamine every day, Zyrtec. But you meant to the best way to do it is get like this like nasal spray. Nasonex? I'm not sure. It might have been. Yeah. Um, but you're only meant to take the antihistamine if you're really bad. Right. So you take your nasal one every day, regardless of where you are, and if it's a bad day or a good day. And then if you really need it, you take your antihistamine. Yeah. So I'm going to try that. Jeez, between Bunny's TikTok and hay fever. Good luck. <laughs> well, I've got a few here because I'm always oh, on. Well, we haven't got all day. So well, they've <laughs> already been mentioned. I had business class. Oh, I've run us two business You've class. You've already been. That was you, cool. That was your twitter like um, a couple of months yeah, ago. Yeah, but the experience when he bought of it. business class. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's two different things. It was cool. We had like a three-course meal. Um, what airline again? Singapore Airways. Singapore. Three-course meal. We were able to stretch our legs. They fold your, your seat into a bed. I actually enjoyed the process of flying. It was it was pretty cool. It's part of the holiday. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then my other one was the family sharing house again. That was that was enjoyable. Yeah. And the <laughs> hangar, the car park at the hangar was my other one. But he's really down as we went. not any of these. Shut up. <laughs> I've got one that you haven't heard. Yeah. So we've spoken about fantasy on here before. And yeah. Harry's had a good season so far. I think he was fantasy NFL football. Just to be clear. yeah, NFL football as we started earlier. He's, it was <laughs> it was. I seven, don't remember everything. He was seven and and zip hadn't lost a game, and I um, defeated him last week. So wow. Yeah. Which was a yeah a pretty. Were you dirty, day. Harry? No, I'm just getting ready for playoffs now. It doesn't yeah, really matter too you've much. Already, you've I'm banked home, your so, wins. Yeah. What's your record, man? Uh, I think I'm five and five or four and five. So I'm yeah about fifth in the ladder. So I'm yeah. going right. Uh, loser, right. Ben? Um, my loser was the coffee in Europe. It just doesn't compare to Melbourne. I've not a bad that. shout. Not a bad shout. Yeah. Particularly in Italy, who I think well, they claim themselves. They just, they no, just take it straight. No, they they're elite. Straight, yeah. So if you would get like an espresso or a double espresso, which I occasionally don't mind. Yeah. Really nice. But if you ask for a, a cafe, uh, sorry, that's the... Italian word for latte. If you ask for like a latte, um, it's really, it's basically they just fill it up with milk and it's just not nice. Yeah. As soon as milk's involved, they're yeah, they just don't get the milk right like we do yeah. in Australia. There was one place in Rome actually that was pretty good. That they, they, you know, got the tourist book or whatever. It, it's mm. claimed to be the best coffee in, in Rome. And it was, it was probably the best one I've had. But that was, that was it. That was, yeah. London wasn't much better. I finished in London for five days. So, which we'll get to a bit later, I think. Um, but yeah, yeah, coffee just over there isn't anything like Melbourne. Nah, if you're in London or New York or something, they advertise good coffee as like, oh, Australian-style coffee. Yeah. Like it's really renowned. Yeah. So yeah. we take it for granted. We do. So that was my loser. I thought that was pretty good. You've come back just all guns blazing. Yeah. It was I'm organized, mate. That's what happens when you're organized. Bit of rest. Yeah. Bit of business class. You guys are flying. All right, question time. We have the same – is this the same question from four different people, Zoe? So we've got heaps of DMs sending us the same photo of one of you at a football game in Europe somewhere. Right. And everyone's asking, which one of you is it and what were you doing there? Well, this is actually, so I woke up, so this is, this is Ben. Ben was in London. But I woke up to a message from one of my teammates, Boydie, Jordan Boyd, and he was like, he's a big EPL fan. And he's yeah. like, are you, are you, you're not random in London, are you? Because this, this is your brother. Is he in London? Because it looks exactly like him. And I saw it. It was this photo. And I'm like, yeah, Ben's in London. So, But that's not you. Yeah. That's Ben, yeah. That's ben. you? Yeah. Are you serious? Well, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't think it looks like you at all. 
Maybe I'd, I'd need to see the clip. I don't know if... Is there a clip of it? <laughs> I'm really shocked by that. Actually, I woke up, because <laughs> obviously the time zones were different. I woke up to a message from Harry with a screenshot of that in our family WhatsApp group. Yeah. Saying Ben's been spotted in Chelsea. Well, as I said just before, we finished in London and I wanted to go to an EPL game. Yeah. And we were staying in Chelsea, so they lined up. This was a day before we left, so it worked out nicely. Stanford Bridge. Stanford Bridge was about 50,000 in the house. They played Brentford. They lost 2 0 in the end, but. Oh, the, yeah, that's right. The end we were sitting in, that was where the two goals were scored. So it was cool. It was very, a lot of the stadiums are very run down in England. Yeah. Like their roof was sort of rotten and it was, yeah, a little bit strange, but there was like not a spare seat in the house. It was awesome. Was it hard to get tickets? Yeah, it was. It was all three resale. But yeah, okay. It was legit. Like it was fine. No problem at all to get in. Um, but all the Brentford supporters were down one end and we were down the other end. And it's almost like the cheer squad, right? So where that photo was, we were behind the net on level one. And yeah. they all stand for the whole match. Like, it's their cheer squad. So they're just like getting into it and chanting and everyone else was sitting down. But the cheer squad where we were, yeah, you were standing the whole game. So that's why I was standing. And was that exhausting? Did you enjoy that no, experience? Yeah, or? I loved it. It was only yeah. 45 minutes a half. So it wasn't too bad at all. But the noise... Looks like you're sitting there. I thought you were sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> Holding his story everywhere. <laughs> I'm standing, man. Look at the bloke on the top left. That looks like you're sitting there. I'm, I promise. I swear in my life I'm standing. I'm still shocked that's you. Is there, um, is there any reason they zoomed in on you? I don't know. Like, it would have been someone in the crowd. It's a random crowd shot. Um, like it's his first game. <laughs> <laughs> so um, are you a Chelsea, have you always been a Chelsea fan? Or you just, no, I purely just, we were just staying in Chelsea, so yeah. I wanted to go to an APL game. But yeah. but they did it, like the atmosphere was incredible. There was, yeah. in the first half, Chelsea were peppering them and the noise when the ball was being transitioned down into their front third was deafening and mm. there was a penalty they should have been given and awarded to and the umpire didn't give it and if they had given that and obviously scored would have been really cool to be a part of but yeah they, they do it very well over there the crowd yeah i'm full of energy and the, what, I, what i didn't realize is how close the the grass is to like the, the where the seats are oh it's, yeah it's very close so you could hear absolutely everything they say and it was pretty like we think we get it bad in australia <laughs> like they get it 10 times worse yeah it was a cool experience and taylor was there? That's her in the beanie that you can't see her face. Yeah, she's um, sitting down. Well, there's a height difference, mate. We're, Surely she's she is sitting down. Um, she she might be, be sitting down there. Well, the guy next to her. <laughs> yeah, He's um, standing. But sure. she she doesn't love soccer or anything, and she just loved the environment and atmosphere. Yeah. so it was really cool. That's great. All right. Well, let's hear one from Marnie. Hey Ben and Harry, my name's Marnie from Adelaide. Um, my question's for Harry. So we are getting a toy cavoodle, and I wanted to know what are some name suggestions you didn't use for bunny. Thank you. Bye. Great question. Yeah, great question. Do you reckon he nailed Bunny, by the way, the name? Yeah, even he's, he does fit his name well because he just sometimes just hops around randomly. Yeah. So either he's very smart and just putting on an act or he just hops around <laughs> well. Jeez, so, that's smart. Um, he's clever, but I don't know if he's that clever. <laughs> um, names, to be 100% honest, I reckon Bunny was just like, I kind of randomly just said it one day and then ever since then it was just like, my dog was going to be called Bunny before I even met him, nearly. That's what mm. I thought. I thought you knew, you named Bunny before you got yeah. Bunny. Is that yeah, what yeah. normally happens? You sort of have a rough idea of the name and then... I don't, I don't know. I've, have you got a dog? I've, I've only got no, one dog. So not since sure. I was, you know, a family dog. I like the idea of really human names. Just like... Yeah. Frank or something. Yeah. Literally. Just yeah. like... There you go. Frank. Frank. Call Frank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marnie. Call your dog Frank. Call your dog Frank. That would be cool. That would be funny. I don't know. I reckon... Probably don't overthink the name because you just get so accustomed to it and you just can't, you can't see them being called anything else. Like it's just, yeah. it's become so natural. So as much as everyone puts a big 
emphasis on what the name is, like it just becomes so natural straight away. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you get people thinking Bunny's a female dog? So often. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. maybe because he's well groomed and because <laughs> he's so flawless. Yeah, potentially. But sometimes when they say, oh, she's so cute, and I have to try and drop in. I'm like, yeah, he is pretty cute. So I really put emphasis on there. <laughs> Bunny's pronouns. Yeah. Hey, Ben and Harry. Luke here from Werribee. Hope you guys are enjoying your off season. Curious to know what your go to order is at a restaurant, entree, main, and dessert. Thanks, guys. Wow. Ooh, this is a good point. By the end of my time in Italy, I had so much bruschetta or bruschetta, they call it. I love bruschetta. Oh, I loved oh my it. God. But you can only have it so much. And I was, yeah. I was over it. <laughs> you hit your limit. Yeah. Yeah. But that would be your ideal entree? That was, they were very good in Italy. Yeah. Oh, the food was amazing. It's like, yeah, or, order, an, order an Italian meal now. Well, so what happens is like, so you go, you always start with like a um, antipasta, like an entree. Antipasta. Um, so it might be, it could be anything like calamari or like mm. nice bruschetta, yep. whatever. Um, then you order your, um, your pasta. So it's, you get like two or three different pastas come out. So, and they're, yeah. they're big servings. Got, so you've got, they call it like first main and second main, basically. Yeah. yeah. And these are all big servings. Yeah, they're, they're not main like, main. It's not like mini little entrees. So you have your pasta and then they bring out the protein, which is separate. So Secondi. Third. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. You didn't know that. No, <laughs> I thought you knew so that. I did. Didn't you read any menus over there? <laughs> you did. So they bring out the protein, which is, yeah. um, yeah, we had like a few like um, pigs, like uh, slow. Pigs. <laughs> we did. We actually did. What full pigs? Yeah, oh, it's slow, yeah. like slow roasted, uh, pork, slow yeah. cooked pigs. Yeah, pork. at the wedding, it's yeah, pork, pork, but they yeah. just call it pig. Yeah, 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 pig. Um, pig. <laughs> so you'd have your protein, whatever it would be, yeah. and then they'd bring out. Then you have your dessert, and then you have a a shot of it's like a liqueur. Um, mm-hmm. can't remember the exact name off the top of my head. What color was it? Was well, real black, like oh. dark, dark. Yeah, was it? Nah. Did it taste like Sam Booker? Was it like that Uzo, that anti-seed? Maybe. But the other one's like, or like a lemon, sometimes I have a lemon cello as well. It's yeah, basically, yeah. it's a digestive drink. So you, you have a shot of alcohol and then you have a shot of espresso. And that's how you finish you. That's how you like mm. finish the night. Yeah. One, one thing not, you, they don't tell you though is if you go and order a bruschetta, they'll bring out on the house like a whole thing of bread with olive oil yeah. and balsamic like on the house. So, you think, oh, we'll get the bruschetta, but you always forget that the bread's coming, so you always have too much bread. Yeah, I'm, Which, I'm nuts for bread. Yep. Just, Again. Just quickly, the food, but so like you think of the best Italian restaurant in Melbourne and say the pizza there, that would just be the run of the mill in it. Like you could yeah. just walk into any shop and it's just flawless. Elite. Yeah. Yeah. So food was a big tick. Nice. Jared. G'day, lads, and Ben. Uh, Jared here from the Central Coast. Just want to know, uh, Harry, how are the boys feeling after, you know, finals and stuff like that? How are they going? And uh, is the club sort of pushing more this year or are you more reserved um, going into this season? Thanks, guys. Up the baggers. Shocking question. Yeah. Jared, you've you've lost Ben. Well, on Jared's point, so it's, it's very funny how quickly it goes from whenever you bump into a fan or something, like while the season's on, it's always like, Good luck for this weekend or what on last weekend, yeah. whatever it is. And then soon, soon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone said that to me the other day, actually. It's like, a Freya game is really the catalyst. <laughs> um, but it's funny, as soon as it, the season finished, it's nearly straight away, like, the week after, it's like, hey, boys, shaping up for next year. Oh, it's how like, infuriating. I think <laughs> we were going to be right. I don't know that. that. <laughs> it's yeah. October. That's the worst question. Seven months away. Like, but how are we sure. shaping up for next year? I hate that question. Yeah. Well, as a Lions supporter. How are they like, shaping up? 
immediately after the grand final, like an hour after it, someone asked me, what do they need to do to, you know, get there next year? I'm like, they lost by yeah. under a kick. If the game went for yeah. 30 more seconds, they could have won it. Like, how yeah. can you even think but that far That ahead? question, just, it's always just a, like a straight bad answer. Like, yeah. yeah, everyone's shaping up pretty well. Yeah, everyone's Can't wait the, to get back into it. Hitting the track It's going to be a big season after we go all right. Training the house down. But we do love it. Those questions are funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Daniel? Uh, hey, fellas. This is Daniel from Kalamunda over in WA. And... Um, I just wanted to ask if you guys are excited for the heated rivalry that's going to come between Blues and the Dons when you guys are playing next year. Go Blues. Well, we, we briefly yeah. touched on it before, didn't we? I spoiled this one, but you hadn't really thought about it. No, not a lot. It'll be a big game. I mean, regardless, probably, it's a big game. Yeah, it's, there's, there's big rivals anyway, and then it's probably just another layer if we're playing yeah. against each other. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be um, a multi-layered if it rivalry. Would happen. As a Carlton supporter, was Essendon someone... Uh, from what I understand... Rivalries aren't really spoken about. Thing yeah, it's not. It's probably more for the the fans and older generation. Yeah, I reckon. Because like for us, it's every team like you want to beat them every week, and it yeah. wouldn't say it's means more or less. But um, I think when there's a big like a, a traditional rivalry, as they say, the the atmosphere in the games like the crowds are bigger and there's a little bit more like um, yeah, yeah, probably passion in in the fans and and the game. So that's always really cool, and you definitely feel that, and you know. You know those games are coming up and you get excited for them. Yeah. But it's not like you, you try 20% harder because you're playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. G'day, lads. Bryce from Bansdale again. Um, congratulations, Ben, um, on picking a team that hasn't played a final in over <laughs> 7,000 days. Um, not quite sure what you're thinking there with uh, the time you've had at North. But anyway, oh, uh, wish you the best of luck. Uh, it's a shame you didn't follow in your brother's footsteps. Anyway, all Carlton supporters, these questions. You've played up against some of these guys that you probably haven't got along with, um, their forward line, etc. How do you go changing from them being your enemies potentially to them now being your best mates? Thanks, boys. Love the podcast. Ooh, that is that something. That is something we haven't discussed. Good question. Yeah, taking on North for the first time. Well, I'll have Goldie with me, so. Yeah, I think, he, I think he meant the other way, didn't he? I think he did mean the other way. So you've been playing but against the Essendon oh, so yeah, well. no, I, didn't even, I yeah. think playing against the Essendon guys and our teammates. Yeah. Oh, I, there's no... I don't have any enemies out in the field. It's all just business when you're out there. Yeah. Isn't it so funny? On, it's like, you hear someone, it's all like someone annoys you on the field and you say, and it's like, the guys that are annoying on the field are like the best blokes off it. It's always, yeah. It yeah. always happens like that. Yeah. So I mean, there's only someone that annoys you. It's like, well, if you meet him outside of footy, they're probably legends. Oh, so. you've got to meet him. Yeah. 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 I played on Peter Wright and Sam Wiedemann and Kyle Langford and I've met Pete and Sam. So, um, yeah, they sound like legends. So I'd, there's not much I can really say. They're, yeah. I'm sure they're all good fellas. Yeah. Yep. But the other way around. The other way around would be interesting, yeah. yeah. Um, as I said, having Goldie there would be maybe a little bit easier. Um, yeah. Playing on, yeah, the guys you, you train on every day would be different. But then, then again, like something we haven't spoken about is like North have had 13 players leave. So um, it's going to be a, a pretty different looking squad. Yeah, when we were here um, last year, so there'll be yeah a pretty different team. I would have thought with some draft picks as well. So there probably won't be a heap of guys you played with. I think there was a stat where true. I think there's only eight or ten guys that were on the list in 2020 that are still at North. So mm. um, yeah, there's not a heap of them left. Yeah, and get your facts right, Bryce. They've played in finals in seven thousand days. They just haven't won. Haven't won. It. It's Is that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's an important right. distinction. Feels like a bit of pick on Ben Day <laughs> in these questions, but yeah. We need to get more Essendon fans getting well, uh, yeah. yeah, well, that's interesting right. to see how that changes now. Yeah. So it was, it was I mean, every, let's be honest. Every question is, do we have to have that go blues or at the end? I like, can't just be like a question. <laughs> but then, it's always, it's always uh, bugged me. There's going to be go bombers. But I don't, I don't 
and go yeah, one way or the other. But it's like to show their supporter who they go for. I don't mind. We're not, this isn't a Carlton podcast. This is a Ben and Harry podcast. Whatever. Yeah. They say they go for Carlton. Who cares? Yeah. It's like on, you guys don't read Facebook comments, I imagine, but when they say like, oh, he shouldn't have got suspended from an Adelaide supporter. It's like, <laughs> okay. who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it's a relevant are. comment. <laughs> Just stay your comment move on. Yep. Nice one, guys. You can leave your voice memos at Ben and Harry Podcast on Insta and TikTok. That was, that was what was different about That's this. That's what's different. That's what's yeah. ran so, so smoothly. It's kind of refreshing, isn't it? Yeah, it, it was. It's yeah. nice. Yeah. I, don't I, don't say Zoe, I don't know if you meant to leave that out, but I'm kind of glad you did, I reckon. Hey, Zoe. I mean, MJ's... I'm just going to struggle. Guys, I'm busy ha- enough as it is, all right? <laughs> so we have a longer break. MJ, we did say that about you, Will, when you were in yeah. Europe and you're, you're back here. So Yeah, exactly. So, so he just actually doesn't have the time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, gents. Very good. Enjoy your Christmas. Are we, when are we? Yeah, are we that's back? Right. When are we back? When are we back? I don't know. When's MJ back? How long is a piece of string? Yeah. No, this, this ship needs steadying. Uh, I, I can't <laughs> imagine there's much more to talk about before the year's out. I'm happy to come back in. Let's see what yeah, happens. Yeah, I'm in, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to come. Might not even get renewed for a new year. That's true. No. We'll be right. We'll Might try get and from listener. Under the gods of listener, that we get another one. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Harry. Yeah. Good chat, gentlemen. Rollo. Thank you, Grinch. <laughs> you have to Got thank it. yourself, mate. It's... <laughs> what? Oh, whatever. All right. Got up there.